Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What's up, people? This is DJ. Hey, mi gente. This is Ish. And, and this, this is, is season two, two of Better Let, Let Me Tell You. Kind of is. No, 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 no. Let's do some nine inch nails. Well, we can actually start the cold open with you just going, no, 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 this can't be the cold open, and then have people wonder what was the cold open. Actually, you know, you know what I think, seriously, has been one of the hottest things that she has ever done. The hottest. That? Well, that that is the hottest thing she's ever done. Yeah. Because when they talk about Britney VMA performances, they talk about the sn- I, I feel the snake is like the most iconic. Because it just it was a good picture. Right. right. But I feel that the oops I did it again. Oh yeah. yeah that yeah. one I mean, it was September 9th, nineteen ninety nine. No, no. That was that was the other one. No, no, no. <laughs> that was September, I think, seventh. like I remember the date. Like that's how but that's I was very re- t- that's very telling. I was very into the VMAs at that Clearly. point. Clearly. 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 But when she did that, do you remember at the end when she was like, Ooh, I, I did, did it again. again. Bam! Like that was pretty even if you weren't a Britney fan, that oh, was yes. pretty pretty awesome. I think the hottest thing she has ever done because let me tell you something. <laughs> tell me, tell me something. No, seriously. In 2000, 2001, I would say two, from 2000 to 2002. Okay. I think there was no hotter human being on earth than Britney Spears. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I concur. Like, it was insane. Like, the hotness was just like. It was just off the charts. Yeah, like, like she couldn't do anything. It's like, because everything she did was hot. It's like, hi, I'm Britney Spears. I'm here, like, doing an advert for candy shoes. And it's like, oh my God, it's like practically pornographic. But that was such a, that was, that was a hot campaign. <laughs> it just was. But, um, bueno, back to what I think is, like, the hottest thing she's ever done. <laughs> that, I was there, you were with me when I saw it for the first time. When she did, uh, I think it was in the circus tour, the video for Sweet Dreams 
by Marilyn Manson. Oh, yes. Yes. That is so freaking hot. That's like softcore porn. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, she's just hot. I mean, we're all, it's a better world because of Britney, and that's all there is to it. And I don't care. So. And that's how we're starting episode 88. <laughs> Extolling the values of, of Miss, Miss Spears. <laughs> What's everybody's favorite Britney Spears moment? <laughs> it doesn't matter. They're all fabulous. Except so. for, you know. Yeah. Except for February of 2007. <sighs> yeah. So, everybody, welcome to episode 88. 88. Where we, where t- we started talking about Britney Spears. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I mean, I like, listen, I like Britney Spears. I, I certainly, there's, I mean, Britney's your girl. This is true. I, I do like Britney I, Spears. <laughs> um, I, 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 I don't know what's the last record of hers I bought, but Slumber Party was a hot song. Well, that was from that was from the Gloria. Album. Yeah, but yeah. I don't. But I don't have. No, the no, album. no, no, no. I'm just saying that's from Gloria. Because the, the the single that came out for that album, what was the single? Well, the, that was the second single. No, but the first single, the the, uh, oh the God, one with I that guy. This. I should know this. The one she performed at the VMAs. I, I whatever. Yeah, I, that eh. song was like, Bleh. it was cute. So, but. well, everybody, how's how's everybody doing? Uh, everybody's must be doing happy fantastic. Friday. Happy so Friday. this today this week is just you and I. It is just you and we I. have some other interviews lined up in the next few weeks, but today it's just you and I. We if we figured our, our listeners needed like a palate cleanser. Yeah, no, but it. I mean, we've said this before. We we get a lot of feedback for a lot of times from listeners that they just it's like, like aw, it when it's the like two it of us, which we're flattered. I mean, uh, it's not a yeah, bad thing. Thank so. you, thank you. So before we start any comment, any, any like any, commentary, any current events, any, anything this week. From one pop diva to another. That's right. So that is right. I want to set up the premise. Okay. And okay, okay. Ish goes I'll, I'll, on the rest. I'll, I'll color commentary it. Picture it. <laughs> Sicily. Small, <laughs> small theater. Yes. Me, Ish, Ingrid, and Jose were off to see Midnight Madness. Now, what movie is Midnight Madness? You ask. Midnight Madness <laughs> is a movie that like nobody knew about. Only Ingrid knew about the the movie, and she loved it. And she loved it. But it's like this really obscure movie from 1980 where Michael J. Fox. It was this was like before like Family it, Ties, like his first role. I, and or, or, as you said, yeah. he wasn't even Michael J. Fox. He was Michael Fox. Yeah, in the credits, he's Michael Fox. So. You know, we're going to this theater, and the theater is like a little, little theater in a park of a school in Hialeah. So Ingrid, Ishmael, and Jose walk in, and I'm I'm like 60 seconds behind. I was like right. a little bit behind you're like, you. You're like on the live tape delay. Yes. <laughs> and as I walk in, I'm like, is Ingrid talking to who I think she's talking to? <laughs> Fill in the rest. So we walked in, and for some, whenever Ingrid and I get together, it just becomes like a giggle fest. Mm-hmm. Like me and Ingrid, it's we would laugh through everything and anything. So we walk in, and already we're like just laughing at random things. On the they had a little concession stand. Again, this is like a it's this thing called secret uh, secret celluloid society. They do screenings of and, and when you're talking about a small concession stand, like the lobby of the theater is like the size of your living room. Right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, they do like you know screenings of like cult classics, like they did Rocky Horror. They've done The Blob and things like that. So we noticed that there was like a, a canister of Planters cheese balls, and Ingrid gets very excited. She's like, Planters cheese balls! So of course, we start laughing. We make our way more towards the concession stand, and. Jose, in that moment, tells me, because Jose is very good at noticing celebrities when I have just, like, for some reason, I have a blind spot mm-hmm. for celebrities in, like, their everyday, like, when they're in the wild, mm-hmm. I have a, a blind spot. So Jose starts, like, nodding his head. He's like, look, look. And I'm kind of looking around, but not really paying attention. And all of a sudden, I hear this voice say, does anybody want a Mike and Ike? 
the little candies, the little jelly bean candies. Now, I'm like, okay, that voice sounds familiar, but I'm still kind of in the laughing with Ingrid, not really understanding where I'm at, what's going on. And I'm 60, I'm 60, and you're 60 seconds, seconds behind. behind. <laughs> and all of a sudden, all I hear is Ingrid saying, no, no, no Mike and Ike for me. And at that point, we realize that who is offering us the candy that she had purchased at the theater because the whole thing is being put together by her son is none other than Miami's own. I mean, we have a governor, but she's like the queen. Green. Gloria Estefan. Yeah. Mind you, there was like seven people in this yeah, little lobby. It was like, it um, was like <laughs> if we had really wanted to, we probably could have overpowered her and made her do an interview. So in my 60 second <laughs> delay, I walk in and I'm like, why is Inger talking to Gloria Stefan? I was like, what are they talking about? I, because it was a conversation. Because, because I like, first noticed, like, I first noticed Gloria. I'm like, oh my God, it's Gloria Stefan. And then I'm like, is she talking to Ingrid? Like, <laughs> like and it's, a lot happens in 60 seconds. And, and I know you had, you had met her and Emilio yes. at the grand opening of Cal, but that was yeah. like, a grand opening. There was yeah, a lot yeah. going on. Blah, blah, blah. Like, this was literally just like, you know, we had walked into like La Sala de Su Casa and just yeah. been like, and she's like, hey, do you want a Mike and Ike? Yeah. I accepted the Mike and Ike. Yes. They were yeah. delicious. Thank you, Gloria, for the Thank treat, you, for, for the movie treat. It was very yummy. Yes. So, in 60 um, seconds later, when <laughs> I walk when in, you caught up, right? I was like, oh, look, it's Gloria Stefan. She's totally chatting with all these people. <laughs> um, and I'm like, oh my God, hi, Gloria. And then I do the PR, yes. which I'm surprised I beat you to it. Well, because I was accepting the Mike and Ike. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, Gloria. And you can't accept candy and then also, you know, I give up. I just want to let you know that we spirit. have a Miami based podcast called Pero Let Me Tell You. And then that's when you. I had the sticker. You had the sticker, so I did give her the, the sticker, the sticker of, with our logo, and she's like, "Oh my god, I I love I love the, the name, but let me tell you, yeah. I'm like, and you are our number one dream guest, and you know, I think I told her you have a standing invitation to yep. open up, could be with us whenever you want." I so. will say, yeah, this is the second time that, but let me tell you revolves in her orbit. Yes, so we're getting closer. The first yes. time was a big event. Yes. This time was more intimate. <laughs> You're telling me. So guy- I mean, listen, I never thought that we would bump into Gloria Stefan on a Saturday night. Yeah. In, Como a la vieja a, la noche. in a small theater in, in a park, Hialeah. in a school, in the middle of Hialeah, yeah. watching Mid- to watch watching, Midnight yeah. Madness. I mean, that's one of those things that like you can't make up. Maybe that's what she meant by the rhythm is going to get you. Well... <laughs> So yeah, so yeah, she couldn't have been lovelier, and we would love. Obviously, Gloria, don't know if you're listening, but you know you have our sticker, and we'd love to have you on. Also, I'm gonna go ahead and extend the invitation to the whole family because, quite frankly, I would love to have Emilio on. I think Emilio has a very fascinating story, but I would also love to have Naib on to talk about because he's the one that runs Secret Cellulite mm-hmm. Society and the importance of cinema and film, specifically like that type of cult, <coughs> you know, cult movie type mm-hmm. thing. Well, and I've... Emily with her album, I love her. Yeah, album. they all have. So I mean, so, I, mean I would have. To contribute, I would have them all on. But you know what? I'd love to have you on each individually so we can get four episodes out of it. I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just putting it out there. Yeah, I'm gonna put it out into the universe. Listen, if it's all four, but listen, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. If it's all four, we'll we'll, make more room in Tristan's playroom. Listen, we'll make room in the, we'll make a lechong. We'll figure it out. Don't worry, don't Um, worry, Gloria. Actually, I was checking out the like the movies that um his uh, yeah 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 that he's that, what that is the celluloid secret celluloid society, society. and the, the theater itself is night owl theater and it used to they used to run those movies at another theater in the Wynwood area mm-hmm. but that theater got knocked down in the name of progress mm-hmm. because they're making like 
an apartment building there or something. So this they is moved a, it to the only logical place. <laughs> the only <laughs> the, uh, a school, random a school. Random school. The, but it was a oh yeah, but it was a fairly big theater. All things yeah, considered, the theater was like, fine. But I, I told you, I'm like, I want to see their live show like, there. They play like really cool movies. Like they played a yeah. couple of weeks ago. I noticed they played Truth or Dare. Yeah, yeah, they're playing Aladdin this week. Mm-hmm. Um, they did the original trilogy of Star Wars. Yeah, like they yeah. they have some good stuff going on there. So yeah, that was that was our Saturday night, and mm-hmm. it's funny because the moment this happened, I think we looked at each other, we're like, we're totally talking about this on the podcast. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you were. I mean, as you're listening to this, you will have already seen the picture posted yeah. of us, Naib, Gloria, and the Mike and Ikes in a, on in a, on a random Saturday a random night Saturday in night a little in theater in the middle of Ohio. So yeah, yeah. I hope we didn't. I, I mean, I hope we helped promote the 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 you know the night owl theater thing but i hope yeah. we didn't ruin like her little sanctuary of where she could go on a saturday oh, no. a random saturday just to see a movie i know i know oh man that it's, sucks. It's a, but it's a double edge right because it's her son's thing so she yeah. wants it to be successful right right you know so it's right but oh if we did that i'm sorry glory yeah we apologize <laughs> so so but anyway, the thing is you never know which one she'll show yeah. up for so. so anyway bueno that was that was our glorious story i mean i feel that everybody if you live in miami long enough you have a glorious step on story well and now we have a naive story because i feel you and i are the only ones who don't have a naive story. i have a naive story do you really I, I, okay i, I didn't have one until today until i met naive well when i mean met i mean like i said hello to him right, right, right. in 1998 at the block party Gloria Stefan had in South Oh, Beach. the one for Gloria the exclamation point? The one for Gloria point? exclamation point, yeah. Remember the- Her disco album? Didn't you go? I didn't. I don't know why I didn't go to that with you. Because I had, I had like, VIP passes because of Roger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So- <laughs> There had to be a reason like, why if I anybody go. remembers in 1998 when album, when Gloria so Stefan released an album and she kind of shut down a, a good part of Lincoln, Lincoln Road, Road yeah. and she made it like a block party and- um, it was really cool, and I mean, I, I was like I, what, nineteen. What was it ninety eight? You said ninety eight. Yeah. So like, you were you were nineteen. Like, yeah, like nineteen. We had just graduated high yeah. school, and um, <clears throat> and there was Gloria stuff. And Naive was there, and I remember I said, "Oh hi," you know, and whatever. Right. I'm sure he remembers. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> So. As we walked in, he was like, hey, there's that guy I said hi to in 1998. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, my mom's block party. <laughs> my mom's block party. So, yeah. So, no, but I feel that, like, if you lived in Miami long enough, you have a Gloria. The first time I actually saw her in person was at the fair. The first time I ever saw her in person was on Lincoln Road. I was at Van Dyke's Cafe, and mm. she just walked by with Emily. Mm. And it was one of those things where I was eating. And, again, because I'm always – I don't recognize celebrities in the wild. Uh-huh. After she walked by, I was like – Oh, it was Gloria Stefan and Emily Estefan. No, 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 no. I saw her the, for the first time at the fair. And I'm going to... Was she gonna, on the double looping? No, this is going to date how long it was. <laughs> she and, like, her family and, like, her people were watching the cakewalk. Wow. Remember remember fellow Miamians, the cakewalk in wow. the so it just, youth fair? It just which was that everybody loved that, that ride. That ride, the ride where... It's a conveyor belt. You had to go on a conveyor belt that was had a, an incline. It was and, going up. <laughs> and you would always have, you know, like, all these women going on, you know, sometimes heavyset women, and it, it, was, it was a tremendous show. It was, it was totally a tremendous show. show. And I saw her there. I was like, look at Gloria Stefan looking at the cakewalk. Which just goes to show it's the simple things in life. It's the simple things in life, so. Anyway, bueno, I... <laughs> That was our glorious stuff on corner. (laughs) (laughs) So, so speaking of um, Cuban things. Oh, okay, okay. I wanted to bring something up that um, I thought was kind of interesting because, you know, one of the things we like to um, do here is, you know, since we're in the middle of two cultures, uh, Mm -hmm. kind of. Laugh at both of them, love both of them, and Hate distinguish both of them. Both of yeah. them. <laughs> and you know, in this in this time of Me Too movement mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. 
you know, which rightfully so should should be, and we've talked about here. Right. It, it's interesting how culturally, you know, because we're stuck in, in the middle of two cultures, we right. could see the difference from one to another. Right. You know, something that here in the in the U.S. and certainly in American culture mm-hmm. is a huge, huge, huge taboo is, um, you know, statutory rape, as it should be. <laughs> well, you know, yes. As it, yes should be. as it should be. As it should be, right? But that's something that, like... I don't I, you say it, like, you know, oh, But that that's something thing. that here in, in the U.S. and American culture, there's very little tolerance for... Um, for a, a, a minor to be married to an adult, right, right, but that's something that I find that in in certainly in Cuba, but Latin so, American so this culture. Is, this is what I want to talk about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Certainly in Cuba, and I'm going to go ahead and make the general statement that in most Latin most American, Latin American, yeah, yeah, uh, countries, it's not the case. Like for example. And this is what prompted me to talk about this. Today, you know, one of my assistants, we, we were talking and she was telling me that, like, her aunt, mm-hmm. um, who now is in her, I guess, 70s or early 80s. So this was a while ago. Mm-hmm. Her aunt got married when she was 13 to a man that was 32. What? And the family was totally for it. The family was like, yes, he's a good man. You know, he has okay. property. I have, I have a question to ask that may seem wrong, but will make sense for the times. Were they poor? The girl was poor. He wasn't. There you go. Right. That's why it was. But, it but, was... but, but again, but even even with a, but even with no no with that even with that in a modern way, way like right, right, right. that's something that even now would be unacceptable. I agree. Right. But I'm saying I, um, I, I, I not that I agree. Not, I get it. I understand no, 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 where they were coming from. Right. And she started telling me about all these other aunts she had that you know again were maybe teenagers. Mm-hmm. And then I started to really think about it. Like I like I actually mm-hmm. thought about this today. That is why, for Cubans, and again, for you know most Hispanics or Latinos, Latin looking say what they what it really means yeah, is that your ball. daughter is ripe and ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here you go. The store is open. <laughs> the store. Yeah, 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 yeah. Open for business. So that's if, good. if you're twice that's, her yeah. age, you know, if you're a man of a respectable family, well, exactly. you know, and you have good intentions with her. Oh my God, it's certainly great. And I think about like, oh my God, and and I think about like. That is so not our like American culture. I don't think it's the same anymore. It, to a certain yes and no. Like and, I don't think a thirty year old would yes, show up. Yes and, and no. Right, a thirteen year old and a thirty two year old. I think even now I, I would, in Cuba yeah, yeah, would be kind of yeah. like no. What? But 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 I'll, I'll give right. you another story. <clears throat> I have this guy who's actually the handyman of my office building. Oh, <laughs> I love him. And he's he's Cuban, mm-hmm. and he's been here maybe, I don't know, 10, 15 years. Okay. But he's kind of like old school Cuban. <clears throat> Un poco guajiro. And his wa- his daughter, who, she's still in high school, so she's of high school age. So she's she, no older than, than she, she's 18. She's 18 and under. Right, right, right. <clears throat> I think she's probably like 16. But muy vieja que sea, she's 18. Right. And there's this guy who's 28, 29, who was dating her. 28? Yes. Yes. And he came and talked to me about it. And I go, listen, legally, he can't. He can't. I'm just letting you know. The problem is with statutory rape that unless the parents file right, charges. I was, like, I, was like, yeah. I was like, if nobody finds out, there's not a problem. But legally, I mean, you're asking me for my legal. Right, right, right. right, you know, right. Like, legally. What prompted him to ask for your legal advice? Because of that. 
because he, he's heard of like oh it was he, like the first time he'd ever heard of something no, no, like no, that no, no, but because he's heard here and there about statutory rape about like you know older older men mm-hmm. with younger women he's like I'm not sure how that works and you know whatever and I go no it's very clear if you're yeah, that's sex all, yeah. with a minor you that's know, it that's everybody can be rape. on board but if and, the and cops statutory find rape out. legally is a strict liability crime meaning if you go to sleep strict liability is something in in law. I'm going to try to make it very simple. This that, is the learn part, guys. That if, attention. It, if it happens, you're automatically guilty. So, they don't have to prove it. No, because the facts in itself prove it. So, for example, if okay. you are somebody who's 25 years old and you go to sleep with a 17-year-old, it doesn't right. matter that a 17-year-old had an ID. It doesn't matter that they told you they were older. They were 17. They were underage. So you have committed statutory rape, period. Now, in the real world... You know, if like there's circumstances, you will be guilty of statutory rape. Now, if your defense attorney can put up a hell of a case that, you know, the girl showed you an ID, you asked her, she lied, your sentencing may be reduced and maybe you'll get a a slap on the wrist. Probation. But but in terms of your charge and what you're guilty of is statutory rape, right? Because it's a strict liability crime. So, um, so I was telling him, I'm like, <laughs> That's illegal. And he was like, Pero chico, eres un buen muchacho de una buena familia. Él, está, él, lleva, él lleva aquí como cuatro o cinco años. Y él está parado. Él está bien, tiene buen trabajo. Eres carnicero en el sedano. And I'm thinking, like, he's, I mean, he's 30 and your daughter is. And I'm and I was like again, I was telling the guy I'm like listen, I, I can't tell you what to do. I'm just but I can just say what the law says. I'm just letting you know that if you guys don't have a problem. And nobody finds out. There, it won't be a problem. But legally, you know, it, it that is that right, is a problem. Right. But again, the reason I bring that up is because again, even in 2019, you know, here was somebody who was, oh, you know, because we're not talking. She's sixteen and he's twenty. You know what he I mean? He was in Which his late twenties. I forgot if he was twenty six or twenty eight, but he was certainly in his late. He was closer 20s. to thirty than twenty. Late, in his late twenties, and she was still in high school. Because I'm thinking, even if she was 18, I would not want my 18-year-old daughter to be dating a man 10 years older than her. Because as we know, at that age, 10 years is much more significant than, you know, 29 and 39. Right? Right. Or, you know, uh, 30 and 40. Right, 30 and 40. It's much more significant at 18 to 28, right? But regardless of that, you know, I, I want to go back to the cultural thing. Oh it's so interesting how, but but I know a lot of people like that that they, if their kid or their daughter specifically is young, but her boyfriend is a good guy. You know, carnicero and I'm like thinking like, <laughs> not just, that there's anything wrong. No, but he he was just looking for the discount. He's being carnicero and sedano. But I'm like, but this is your like aspiration. Like, oh, I mean, if it is, you go be the biggest baddest carnicero there is. You know, <laughs> right? But we're also not talking about like with your assistant's example, where it was like the guy came and he had terreno. Oh, he God, was you know, like, it was great. It was like my assistant's example. Like, it was great mm. because I love how she says the story that the day that like the man came to pick her up, he came in a horse <laughs> to pick her up in a horse to go. <laughs> Were they just reenacting Grimm's fairy tales? <laughs> yes, and I'm like, I could just imagine the 13-year-old girl leaving in the horse with the man. <laughs> but again, to the topic of conversation and why I brought this up in terms of cultural differences. Like, doesn't that blow your mind? It does. Because that's, that's something that's insane. that here it's so taboo. It's so taboo that an older man... It's interesting that 
he even knows about it. Yeah. Because in instances where that does happen, usually, again, the girl won't tell her parents because she's dating somebody who's old enough to be her father. And the guy won't say it because of the legal implications. Right. And but, it's, no, no, but, it's, but I think it's even more telling that they just, they just know. Right, but, you're, but you're talking about it probably from an anglicized point of view, but from a Cuban point of view or a Hispanic point of view. Pero Cuba recién llegado, because growing up, if my right. sister had been dating a 40-year-old, right, she would not have. Right, but your parents were raised here, right? Your parents were raised yeah, here. Yeah, that's true. It's different. You know, this guy, that's why the first thing I said, I was like, I think he's been here 10 or 15 years, you know? Um... It's very normal wow. because they see it from the point of view of like, oh, my daughter's going to marry well. Como me dijo, no, pero es un muchachito tranquilo. Es un muchachito bueno, de buena familia. Tiene, está parado, parado bien en carnicero en el sedano. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, great. Wow. I just keep saying wow a lot. Because I think, <laughs> like, I really tried to think about it. I, 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 I probably, I will assume that, and I will say this. I think it probably has to do with the assumptions, the cultural assumptions of a woman's role. role. Because we think about it from the Anglo... She like, still has to go to college know, and have her right, career. And, right, you know. Right, right, we right. now think about when we have a, a daughter of like, okay, in terms of... Her future. Similar to the, a, a boy, you right, know, right, nowadays... Right. You know, we want her to get it, have an education, you know, do whatever she wants, whether that's a career or this or that. You know, you, you kind of set the same the same, same bar. the same yeah. bar and the same goals and dreams for a female now that you do for a male. Right. But I think that to a lot of these, like, especially Cuba, you know, God depending on where people. you're from in Cuba, you know, because as we know, you know, in Cuba, look at where my family's from, you know. See, the aspiration um, is marry you know, well and have kids. And have kids. And that's what you do. Yeah. And that's what you do. And then, again, I started thinking of the Kingses, and I'm like, you know, a king, the Kingses is a show to the oh, world. Yeah. It's it's a it's a coming out party. That's, <laughs> I mean, in every sense of the word. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it's just, it boggles my mind. It boggles my mind. And I know to a certain extent, probably here in the U, in the United States, at one point in time, that was probably well, similar. Well, Tom Paul's with the 16-year-olds. That's right. why they would have that. Right. It was probably similar that these girls would marry older men. But I certainly think that in Latin American culture – it's a lot more accepted and and probably still goes look on. The, they look the other way. Yeah, I, I don't even think that they look the other way. I don't think they see they don't see anything wrong with it. I just I I, oh, I can't. I mean, again, this guy was asking me what the legal ramifications were because he thought that it was all right. He was like, "But why? You know, he's a good guy. You know, why can't he be with her? Right? Because she's a child. Yeah, I'm like, because she's a child. Because she's a child, <laughs> and and she cannot enter any to any legal contracts. <laughs> she has no rights. As she can't an adult. even get a credit card. She can't do anything. <laughs> Maybe she can drive, and if it's a restricted, an adult has to be in the car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So well, a licensed driver, but no. Yeah. So, Cuba, <laughs> picture it, Cuba, <laughs> Cuba, 1940, and it's like Miguel is like, you know, 50, Miguel is like 50, Estelita, you know, 16, like, uh, 16. <laughs> I, those I'm dumbfounded. Days. Those I'm dumbfounded. Mira, por ese lado, both of my grandmothers, they got married to men age appropriate to theirs. I think my grandmother got married at like 18 or 19, but her husband was like 21, 18, 19, what an old maid. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's probably why he was her age. You know, she, right. yeah, she was old, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. My, my, um, 
her husband was like maybe a few years older than her, within <laughs> five years old older than her. So okay, that's acceptable. So, right, right, but you know, I still can't get over. It. I'm sorry, the thirteen year old. Yeah, the thirteen. She was thirteen. She was thirteen. Like thirteen. Like I think about my niece is twelve, <laughs> and my niece is playing with like Pokemon. <laughs> well, she better start fielding suitors. It's like. <laughs> Okay, she needs to get on the ball and start. Exactly. My niece is playing with Pokemon to, and with uh, she, what's the, the little furry fat um thing? Totoro. Totoro. She's playing with that, and it's like, oh wow! If you were in Cuba next year, Listen, they'll marry you off. She needs to start setting up her Tinder profile. Porque si no, se va a quedar soltera. Solterona. Solterona. Uh huh. You know, you, you nothing know, worse that, than una I mean, before you know it, she's fourteen and doesn't even have a fiance. Anyway, bueno, oh, what do you have for me? Meal. Well, I'm sure you heard about this. And if you haven't, I'm actually be surprised if you hadn't. Um, did you know that um, a Puerto Rican driver's license is not sufficient enough to get a prescription at CVS? <laughs> in Indiana, anyway. Fill me in. You don't know the story. No. Okay, so. Um, this... This guy, Jose Guzman Payano, mm-hmm. who, by the way, is a third-year engineering student at Purdue. Okay. Okay. He's from Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. He went to CVS. He grabbed his stuff. You know, it's it's already snowing in the freaking Midwest. Uh-huh. You know, he's from Puerto Rico. The first sign of a wind, the poor guy has a cold, right. you know? Mm-hmm. So he went. He got some, some – he got Mucinex, actually. And he was asked to show ID so that he could buy that medicine. Mm-hmm. Now – I didn't know Mucinex required an ID, but it went. Yeah. Like Sudafed. Oh, okay. Oh, Mucinex is like Sudafed? Mm-hmm. Oh. Depending on the which one, which one. It's it's over the counter, but it's behind the counter. <laughs> right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, okay. So, as we learned, I probably shouldn't take Mucinex D, uh, you know, lest I wind up with an irregular heartbeat again. Mm-hmm. But anyway, back to, to this guy. Obviously, being from Puerto Rico, his ID is a Puerto Rico license. Mm-hmm. As we all know, or should know, Puerto Rico mm-hmm. is a what? It is part of the United States. And so its residents are what? American citizens. Thank you. Why so the, he he handed that ID to the clerk. Mm-hmm. She looked at it. And then she said that she needed a U.S.-issued license. To which he said, a Puerto Rican license is a U.S.-issued license. Puerto Rico is part of the United States. It's a U.S. territory. I would have pulled up Wikipedia right there. <laughs> but he also, he says he's encountered this before. So he actually had his passport with him. But he said that the clerk also wouldn't accept the U.S. passport. So the idea that The is, U.S. passport? The U.S. I, the, the driver's license, which is U.S. issued, was not acceptable. The U.S. passport was not the acceptable. The the United States of America with a so eagle in the front. She continued she to say- that either. No, she continued to say that he needed either a U.S. issued license or a visa for an ID. He provided the U.S. passport, which shows he doesn't need a visa, and he showed the U.S. ID with the driver's license. So what did she want from him? That's when I would have put on my... Uh... So he filed a complaint. Sorry, I just want to wrap it up. So he did file a complaint with CVS. Um, they said they would call him. Nobody had, nobody had after eight days... Um, Somebody from CVS issued, you know, a statement and that they're committed and blah blah and whatever. Um, I have two things to talk about with this, but go ahead because we're let's let's address the elephant in the room I, first. I, no, I would have been like, uh, can I speak to your manager? Or is your manager as dumb as you are? 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I could not believe that this poor boy has presented two U.S. government-issued IDs. Okay. He, the, the, the part of the story... This reminded me of when we went to the Doral Ale House. Yes. With my, with my I license. I love that story. With my, I had the old Florida license. When I mean the old Florida license, I mean like <laughs> the one from like the 1970s. It was laminated. That was laminated. It was laminated. But they kept sending me the sticker in the back that was renewed. Right. And so I went to the Doral Ale House. We were of age. We were like 23, 24. We were, yeah, yeah this, we were, we were. This it, wasn't that long. Well, it this wasn't, was it wasn't like, like 10 years ago. Right. So we were of age. And I had gotten a ticket like maybe a week and a half before, like a speeding ticket or whatever. So I'm there and the girl at the, at the table, the waitress, she's like, oh, can I see your ID? And I'm like, yeah, here you go. And <clears throat> I was used to people questioning it because if. <coughs> Excuse me. People born after a certain date had never seen that ID and whatever. So she left. She took it back. She came back. She went, oh, we can't accept this ID. It's not. And I literally, I was having a shit day that day. And I looked her straight in the eye and I said, listen, sweetheart, if this ID was good enough for the Miami-Dade Police Department to give me a ticket with, it is more than good enough for the Doral Ale House to get me a beer. Now, please go back there and bring me a Heineken. And she did. And she did. <laughs> now... <laughs> The part of the CVS story that I don't understand, I could understand. Well, no, I'm, no, no, I can't no, you can't understand any of it. I, I can't understand the part of weekend ID. I know you can because can't. whatever. But let's go for one second. Let's say Let, fine. Let's say fine. Right. She didn't know about Puerto Rico. Right. Okay. <laughs> what about the passport? Because the passport inside is the same. No, no. Not only is it the same, but it says issued by the United States. <laughs> but that's passport what I'm saying. Agency, and I'm then saying. it'll say like the state, like right. the agency. That A U.S. issued passport looks. Yours looks the same as mine. Looks the same right. as somebody and, from Alaska. And, and the passport, I. I always assume that i feel that it is it trumps all other ids it does the idea of ids but it does that's why when you apply for a new job what does she want when you apply for a new job they make you take your your license you know your state issued id but you also one of the 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 one that you should always take is your u.s passport because with that they don't have to ask for anything else yeah but what what did she what did she think like she wanted a visa which in this case would have been impossible because there's no visa to give I can't. I can't. I can't with that. See, I couldn't with the 13-year-old getting married. You can't with this. I can't. We, we can't with a lot of things today. I can't because that's like the ultimate form of stupidity. I would have been like, excuse me, look up Wikipedia. Wikipedia, here you go. Puerto Rico is a commonwealth of the United States. <laughs> Puerto Rican American citizens. Pero que pasa in those instances was where I feel bad for this guy. You know, again, he's a third-year engineering student, so he's not like un cualquiera... 
who doesn't know things. To your point, he's an intelligent person. But I can see how if you're not feeling well, because obviously he went there to buy medicine. He's not feeling well. It's not his home. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, he must have at that moment felt so like, what do I do? Like, what do I do? Because I don't want to, I don't want to create a scene because this isn't my, this isn't my home. I don't feel comfortable here. I also already feel shitty because I need Mucinex. Of course. I mean, have you seen what that gagajo looks like? It talks and everything. He was clearly not in a good place. Yeah. I mean, it bought it. I just, I, 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 my heart goes out to the kid because it's just like, you know, you go and you're like, you know, como just, era, and the, and they make it hard for you to get the fucking, you know, the the because this, of this story, because of willful ignorance, willful ignorance. This, it's it is willful ignorance because we've talked about this before. This is something of you know again being when you're straddled between two, two cultures. Worlds, yeah. This is something about like American culture or the United States in, in general that the continental. It, whereas in most countries, people are encouraged to learn about other cultures and other countries and learn other languages and know about everybody mm-hmm. else for better or for worse. Expand your horizons. Um, here it's not like here if you know a lot of languages, it's kind of like frowned it's upon. It's like why? It's like why do you need to know more than one language? Why do you, you want to know? know things? Why, why do you want to be bilingual? Like, you know why everybody speaks English. Why do you need to know that? Why do you want to know that? Like I, th- that is something that I just to say that I don't understand that is an understanding. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. but see then on the flip side of it, and this is what I was saying. I it's interesting. We're going to use this to, to to piggyback and platform off of another another somewhat topic that you and I hate. I saw the story, obviously, I saw it first on Facebook, and my first instinct was like, let me look it up, you know, because Facebook isn't really a reliable Mm -hmm. source. But then I start seeing things like, you know, boycott CVS, boycott CVS. And I'm like, wait a minute. You're going to hold the entire company responsible over one for the actions of one dumb fuck? Yeah. Like, that's like when the whole Starbucks thing, when that one Starbucks, it became like, boycott Starbucks. But, like, why? So now you're going to affect the lives of people get. Ni sin beberla ni comerla. Right. Now you're going to make them like, coño, caballero. Right, because we, again, we've talked about it here before. We've talked a lot about it, a lot of We've been on the, the air for like two years. So we've talked about know, a lot the, of things. The course of 88 episodes. Yes. Um, people nowadays, especially with social media, everybody's an activist. Everybody's an yeah. activist. Yeah. And oh. it's bullshit. You know, everybody's Cesar Chavez. <laughs> everybody's. Except nobody knows who Cesar Chavez is. Exactly. <laughs> That is homework for you people. Yes, listeners. <laughs> Who is Cesar Chavez? Yes, look she's it up. Cesar Chavez. Cesar Chavez. I, I said it. I, Cesar Chavez. Well, you, know, you, you know, so everybody can understand it. So everyone understands what we're talking about. Um, yeah, everybody. everybody's an activist. Everybody's an activist. Boycott CVS. Yeah, over the actions of one stupid people. One stupid person who's probably a part-time. <laughs> Un part-time. Un part-time. Not even a full-time employee. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. Before we talk about anything else, Ugh, we cannot have episode 88 without talking about the loss of the <gasps> national treasure. That's true. Speaking of Puerto Rico. Oh, that is what the Mercado. That's true. Oh, my God. We totally forgot to bring that up. That should have been top of the hour type thing. Yes. But, yeah. Yes. I, I was a little sad. I, gotta I was. Say. I was. I was a little sad. I woke up to the news. Yeah. You know what I think? Again, culture, culture, And it's funny because I didn't think it would make me as sad as it did. Culture. As you know, for years, uh, Walter Mercado Mm -hmm. used to give his horoscope every day on Primer Impacto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, 
I want you to stop and think about this. Primer Impacto, for better or for worse, whether we like <laughs> the show or not, is like the major news magazine story. Of, well, it's like Dateline. Of It is the major news magazine story mm-hmm. of Univision, which is the largest and most serious, you know, Hispanic television network in the country, okay. right? And in the Americas, okay. right? Okay. Right? Okay. So this is not like a local little TV show. Right. This is right, a right, national. Right. I don't know. If, I believe pretty many Impacto probably gets played in certain areas in Latin America. But it's certainly probably. in the United States. It is one of the premier news, uh, news magazine shows. And it's very serious. It's not yes. uh, uh, It's not a fun show. Yeah. Caballero, Los Niños Lobos are no joke. Yeah, they're not. <laughs> um, we should have them on our they show. They have like the worst, most like horrific stories there. You know? Yeah. yeah. They never met a tragedy they didn't like. Anyway, but and I would always think about the fact of like the most serious news magazine show has a what the Mercado segment every day. Like that. Oh, yeah, is, yeah, without fail. That is like if Dateline was to have Gene Dixon. You know, well, giving, I think she's dead. But you know, <laughs> like if Dateline would have a horror. I mean, can you imagine if Dateline? You know, had like a horoscope or like Frontline or one of these like major. Yeah, like, just had like a, uh, a horoscope segment. That's something that like in American culture, it's like, what? It's like, how how could you even fathom? Like something so unserious. It's something funny, I never so, thought about it that I, way. I would always think about it. Always, always. I'd be like, wow. If you want to talk about a difference between one culture and another. is You don't get further than Primer Impacto. Is the fact that, again, in yeah. a major news magazine, you know, show, very serious show, there was a, a segment for his horoscope. Like, that would never, ever, ever fly on American television. Okay, you wouldn't even do that on The View. No. That's what I'm saying. No. Like, and that's a frivolous show. Like, you would never... The View's not frivolous. Don't, com- don't, don't. <laughs> compared to, like, a 2020 or a thing like that. Um, I the only place I could imagine if that happened would be like uh, a Jerry Springer or like a really no, or like, like a live with Kelly and no 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 not no. even the fourth hour of today no 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 I watched <laughs> the fourth with, hour of not today. even with Kathy Lee and Hoda and their in their, I, in their prime talk about the fourth hour of today <laughs> I can't I can't get rid like everywhere I go he's there I can't get rid of Andy Cohen like oh. oh. Andy Cohen. I think there's a pill for that. Cogieron, because Bravo's owned by MTV, yeah. uh, M- NBC. NBC, right? Mm-hmm. NBC Universal. Every single time somebody's out, damn anything on Andy Cohen <laughs> with that, you know, twisted smile he has. <laughs> that everything's like, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh. It's like I choose not to watch Bravo to not see you. Well, they choose to ignore that. And I could understand if, like, maybe one day he filled in, but oh. But anyway, back to what the Mikado. <laughs> So, I mean, and you know what I loved in his segment of Primer Impacto was that every day I would love to see it because how different the outfit was. Pero claro, la capa. Yes. Like, I wonder how many he had. Well, they, I know that they auctioned a couple off not that long ago, maybe less than a year ago, right before they had the... Was he sick? Well, I don't, uh, clearly he was because he died of renal failure. Oh. So, I mean, he must have been sick. He was 87? Mm. I mean... I'm not going to sit here and do the whole thing of like, you know, I no estaba tan viejo. It's like, you know, because 87 is not 22. Mm-hmm. Pero tampoco no es que tú digas, bueno, he was 104. Yeah. You know? But, I mean, he's somebody that, like, 
whether you were into it or not, because I'm not into horoscopes whatsoever. But that, that he is somebody that definitely like defined icon. culture, like icon. Exactly, he defined Hispanic in culture in this day and age, where that term icon and mm-hmm. epic and all those other words are Art. thrown around for things that have been around for 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. He was an icon. Yeah, he was iconic. Yeah, he certainly was. And anybody who disagrees, I will fight you, like right now. Arius. Saidario. Yeah. Virgo. Virgo. Libra. It was just great. I it mean, was. It was. I remember the first time I saw him. It was like in 1987. Like, I was like really small. And I was like, what is that? No. Like, in 1987, it todavía estaba like younger. Yeah. Younger and whatever. Like, by the end. As the plastic surgery started to build up. Bueno, at one point he started to look like our friend Melissa's mother. <gasps> oh, you see. <laughs> He started to look like Antonio. I think he had that tattooed eyeliner. The eyebrows? The eyebrows. <laughs> the eyebrows. <laughs> the eyebrows. Tattooed eyebrows. <laughs> Whoever thinks that's a good idea. Like, I know nothing about makeup, but I don't know. Something tells me that that's not a great idea. No, because you shouldn't always have the same expression. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 why is she so perpetually surprised? No, I can say sola ceja. Like, no. Can you imagine if you get that done and have Botox on the same day? Oh, my God. <laughs> You're going to look like some type of cartoon. <laughs> Be like, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I mean, he's something that like everybody knew him and, and he meant a lot of different things to different people. Yeah. Like some people really believe that. And some people really, I mean, my grandmother reads the horoscope every day and, you know, she'll read me because well, no. my grandmother and I have the same horse uh, sign and um, she'll read it to me and she really like believes in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people believe in the yeah. horoscope. And well, no, a friend, uh, our friend Yuli, her mother, que, que en paz descanse, every day, his seg she wouldn't watch me running Pacto, but she knew that his segment was on at like five fifteen mm-hmm. or whatever. She'd be in front of the TV, and we all had to shut up because yeah. what the iba dal el horóscopo del día. Horóscopo del día. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and she was the same sign as me, so yeah. you know, benefited me. I would hear mine too. What was it? <laughs> eh, y con mucho, <laughs> con mucho, mucho, mucho amor. Yes. Bueno, que en paz descanse. Yes. What the yes. mercado? Yeah, definitely. I mean, and. There are there's this guy out there now. Um, what is his name? El Niño something. I want to say Niño Magico, but I don't think that's it. Niño <laughs> Magico. But it, he's kind of doing the same kitschy thing. He's got like the over the top, the the makeup. Mm-hmm. He almost has the same hairstyle, quite mm-hmm. frankly. Um, but it's not the same. It's not the you same. Know what? It never will be. Remember how we would always talk about when Celia Cruz died. Yep. Um. We've said that story here. Yes, right? yes, yes, yes. And, you know, what she meant to people and what a big deal for our community it would be. You know who I'm going to be, like, so sad when he passes away? Don Francisco. Don Francisco. I'm going to, like, cry. <laughs> because Aww. Don Francisco was... I think was your so- eyes are kind of getting welled up <laughs> right now. Francisco and you're just thinking the, about it. a big part of my life. I watched Sábado Gigante. I watched Sábado Gigante until it ended. In fact, when I... So... When I became older, obviously, I think you became the, a bigger watcher when you were in the Midwest. When, <laughs> when I when I was, um, you know, yeah, of college age, you yeah, know, that yeah. we would all go out and we would get home late. I, you know, I I wouldn't watch Salo Gigante because I would be out, right? right? But 
en Univision, en Channel 23, en Univision, they would repeat Sábado Gigante like at 1.30. That's right. So whenever we would get home, there, there he was. I would watch Sábado Gigante. There he was. I would watch it for a couple of hours. But Sábado Gigante was such a... I, like, it's hard to explain unless you... When did that show start? On Univision. 86. Yes, okay. on, it, in, it, in America. In America, correct. Yeah, in America. Before, yeah. And Chile started, I think, in the 60s. I always forget he's Chilean. Yeah. From the narrow country the of Chile. But what was interesting about um, Sábado Gigante was that when it started in, in Univision in Channel 23, well, here in Miami in Channel 23... If you remember, most of the talent, with the exception of Don Francisco and a couple of people, were Cuban. And it was very much like a Miami... It was a Miami show. Per show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember that his co-host, he had a co-host, was Rolando Barran. Oh, it wasn't always Javier... Eh... No, 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 no. His first co-host... Hey, Romero. Thank you. His first co-host was Rolando Barran. Rolando Barran was very famous with Cubans because he had talk shows in Cuba. Okay. Right? So I imagine that they probably... And he had he had talk shows here in the U.S. in, in Channel 23 in the 80s. Uh -huh. He just had a bit of a cocaine problem. <laughs> so... Well, so did Marion Barry. <laughs> so, I, mean, I, remember, I remember when his show, his talk show got canceled because they busted him with coke. But it was the early mid-80s. I mean, come Man, on. Who wasn't doing coke <laughs> at that time? I mean... But he was his co-host. And then he only did it for like a year or two. And then they brought in Pedro de Pol. I don't remember these people. Yes. I, Pe I, rem Pe I Pedro de Paul. Pedro de Paul was... Because Javier Romero really wasn't um, a co-host. Co he was like the announcer. Pedro he, but he would do some of the sponsorship things with the girls. Yeah, he was yeah. like the announcer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's what Pedro de Paul did. Pedro de Paul did it for many years. And then they brought in Javier Romero. They brought in Javier Romero in the 90s. Really? Yeah. They brought him in in the 90s. I mean, um, but that show, especially... The first few years, because it was like a Miami production, it was mm -hmm. very much Miami. Everybody watched Sábado Gigante. Right. Like, do you remember, like, everybody? And I remember you used to go to people's houses on the weekend. Oh, it was just on. Sacia la visita, and you would watch Sábado yeah, Gigante. you would sit there, and la visita was watching Sábado like, Gigante. And, like, for example, <laughs> Echacán de la Trompeta was, like, the <gasps> shit. Yes. I mean, that, that contest, like, that was, like... The best. Yeah. That was great. Mira, the Trompeta was American Idol and Simon Cowell before American Idol and Simon Cowell. Okay? Porque ahí la gente que iban, la mayoría no podían cantar. I loved when Chacán de la Trompeta was sponsored by Coke. That they was? Would, for years, it was sponsored by Coke. So where they would wear the number, they would have, okay, they would have like the Just number, like American Idol! And it had Coke. But wait, wait, you know what was better? You know what was better? If you... Si te calificaban, uh -huh. que no te tocaban la trompeta, they would give you a six-pack of Coke as you walked off the stage. <laughs> Just like American Idol. No, they don't do that American Idol, but they should. They should. Yeah. And I loved one of my favorite contests, favorite in Sábado Gigante, was the one where they would be like, ¿Quién tiene una cuchara? <laughs> oh, yeah. like that, But that's like baby shower games. Yeah, yeah. ¿Quién tiene? Like, and I'm thinking now, those were pre-9-11 days because now oh, yeah. they won't let you come into the You can't have anything metallic. No. ¿Quién tiene un detonador? No. <laughs> yeah. And I loved, no. I loved the one. Okay, there were so many contests. I loved the one where he would pick a couple uh -huh. and he would be like, he would talk to them. Okay. So when he would say Sábado Gigante, 
they would have to stand up and say, "Mejor protecto para quedarse en casa." Okay. So he, but but it, it was it was like, just like a conversation. Like it was a conversation. Da, 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 you know, he'd be like, "Sal gigante," and then people had to be like, "Mejor protecto para quedarse en casa." But then there were people who wouldn't get it, right? Mm-hmm. And there was just so many. Like there was a show. I remember the first couple of years. There was a show of the the contest of Miss Piernas. I don't remember. Where it was like, let's say, 20 girls. Uh-huh. But like... All you see were, were their legs? You all you would see were their legs. And then obviously there was the one or everybody loved where you had to put the balloons in like the the like the clown outfit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, th- I mean, these are like early. See, see, this, early. Is, this is early, early. Um, oh, my God. The best in the first few years of Sal Gigante when, <laughs> when they would give out the car, which was a Mercury Tracer. <laughs> I remember this. <laughs> It was a Mercury Tracer or a Ford Tempo. <laughs> We're talking about like the first like yeah, few yeah, years yeah, of Saliente. Yeah, yeah. That it was a safe and then they had to get the yes, key. Yes, I remember that. Yes. And then it'll be like, La Cuatro. Everybody's like yelling at them like, no. And then everybody had their own theory of like, no, porque Don Francisco lo está ayudando. Don Francisco está dando señales que coja la cinco. Like this was the type of stuff that like when I think back of my childhood, like it's, it's one of it's, my favorite first, moments. It's like, like it's like first, and I'm sure there. that you know people listening out there who grew up watching Sal Gigante feel the same because Sábado Gigante, and I guess this could be our Sal Gigante episode. <laughs> well, it's about it's about straddling two cultures. Sábado Gigante was certainly one of those like phenomenons that brought the family together, it especially really did. in the it, first few years when it was still a novelty, right? It really brought everybody together because I again I remember. When we would go hacer la visita. <laughs> Pero es que yo me, recu- yo me acuerdo going to do la visita and just basically sitting, Everybody sitting there, there and watching watch and just watching. Abuela, tía, tío, your parents, yeah. you, the kids, everybody. Not so much my parents, but it was like when I would go spend the weekend at my grandparents' house. And I would never forget, actually. Me and my sister, we would go we would go to Comijabuelo. We would go to visit my, my grandmother's sister, Ida. Ida, tía Ida y tío Nieve. And they used to live in Hialeah, mm-hmm. and we would go there. And we would sit on the furniture covered in plastic, mm-hmm. of course. And we would watch Sal Gigante, of course. And and me and my sister would color because we there's only so much Sal Gigante we would watch before we'd be bored. Mm-hmm. So we would we would have color. I would watch it all. We would have coloring. No, we, we would, and, and, I mean, well, we would color in front can, of the can TV. We forget the kids segment, the the part with the kids. Oh, yeah. Esta es la opinión de José Felipe Padrón. Thank you. I was like, what's the name of the kid? That José one Felipe kid. Padrón. Tra- yeah, yeah, yeah. And Connie was the other girl. I don't know what he's doing now. They they. Like I think them. he lives in California. They they um they would put them on the show. If you go to my DVR, it has a, recorded the last episode, the last episode of Saliante. I still have it there. Oh. I'm telling you, I love that show, and I watched it till the very end because I understood the significance of that show. Right. And you know, like anything, it ran for what close to thirty years. Like anything, you know, it wears off, and yeah. I know it was a very expensive show to produce. And all towards that. the end, also, it the audience to you, what you were saying earlier that unified audience was no longer there mm-hmm. there were also more options by the time it left just mm-hmm. in general with viewing but specifically also with spanish language yeah. there was you know viewership had become much more fragmented to begin mm-hmm. with and you were no longer because really when it started univision was the only game in town so if yeah. you spoke spanish that's what yeah. you were going to watch i remember they used to give away this is me with my memory they used to give away in Sábado Gigante in the first few years, gift certificates to a Galloping Lobster restaurant. What the hell is a Galloping Lobster restaurant? That is, the restaurant's not there anymore, but it used to be on a hundred and, what is that, 107th? 
when you're going to date, when you're going to International Mall, that shopping center that's there, that's the Dynasty Banquet Hall on the second floor. Yes. Yeah, the Galloping Lobster, I think now it's a Thai restaurant. It was one of the first floor. I wonder if they would still honor yeah. the gift certificate. And do you remember Do you remember where the models used to dress from? This is me and my memory. I want to say Tico, but I know that's not No, it. Millie's Fashion. Millie's Fashion, yes. Yeah. Do you remember the three original models? I want to say Lily. Lini. There was a dark-haired one. Jackie. Jackie. Which, wasn't that Jackie Nesperol? Yes. And Maddie. And Maddie. And, uh-huh. And Maddie. And then, who, yeah. and then in like the third wow, or fourth. Wow, I pulled that out of my ass. In the third, and they were all Cuban. So in the third or fourth year, when the show became more like widespread, they brought in Ana La Mexicana. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody liked her. Nobody liked her. Oh, poor Ana. <laughs> they wanted to diversify the group a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. And then eventually they brought in Cece. <laughs> no, Cece was much later. E, come on. Rachel. Yeah, ah, but, but those were, yeah. Rachel is on the pit. No, Un Nuevo Día, right? Yes. On Telemundo. Yeah. Yes. But Salgante, man, that was, that was great. That, like, I have such fond, fond memories of, like, watching that show and, like, the family watching it together. I mean, that's really one of those. Mira, that is one hashtag growing up Hispanic. Oh, absolutely. That is something that, like. Either it, you did or you didn't. Right. Yeah, that really, really was because the only thing in, in American television that I can think is—it's not similar, but the only thing I can think Price of is, right? is the Price Is Right, which I love which me the Price, the price is, right. is Right. I love me the Price Is Right, but the Price Is Right—you know—it's a daytime show. It's—it's not—it's an it's hour. It's different. It's different. It's not the same thing. Um, this was a variety show in the truest sense. It was. It was a phenomenon because that show was so popular. Yeah. And the Camara Viajera, and then it was just—I could go on and on and on about uh, Sábado Gigante. But you know what? This trip down memory lane mm-hmm. has me a little parched. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Or did you have something else you wanted to bring up? No. No, I'm thinking about a South I know. The only thing I ask, and I'm going to put this out into the universe, God, if you see it in your infinite wisdom to take Don Francisco, when you see it in your infinite wisdom, not if, because he's not immortal, <laughs> when, please do not make it too close to Betty White. Oh my God, that's a lot to because we couldn't take it. So just space it out, God. Just space it out. That's all I'm asking. That's all I'm gonna say. So little parts. Time for last soda. Do you have? I do. Okay. You wanna go first? Yes. Dale. I actually just want to give the last soda to and like a shout out to um our friends at Swine Croquetas. Ooh, good choice. You know, they're great. They've hooked us up with croquetas. They, they, they're just very, very nice to us. Big supporter super, of us. Super, super nice. So, people. you know, a nice Coke to go with your croqueta. Um, yeah. And just a nice little shout out to them. And for They've been th- very supportive of, of us. And, and for those of you who are local, um, check them out. Um, they're going to be at Croqueta Palooza. They're going to be at Croqueta Palooza. Plug. Our con- we're going to be doing the contest in about the next week or so, give or yes. take. So keep yes. an eye out for that. Um, yes, Croqueta Palooza is coming December 6th. So I'm telling you people, diet now. Yes. The, yes. You know, locals who are going to that, diet yes. we're not, now. We're not going to say too much, but we're very excited about one of the guests at Croqueta Palooza. We certainly are. So but no, but I wanted to give them a shout out and again if you're local check them out yes. they they um mm-hmm. not only do they have a good product but again it's you know they local, deliver they deliver they but, deliver. but again can. it's local people yeah. you know they're entrepreneur they really are entrepreneurs yeah uh you know doing their own thing and it's the, i i met um it's a husband and wife yes um i met the husband actually at burger beast burger joint yes um it's the recipe that they use is actually i think it's his mother-in-law's mm-hmm. recipe so 
again, it's right. It's generational. It's local. There's, you know, there's love. It's it's. Yeah. Oh my God, they're they're Nicara, they're Nicaraguense croqueta. Yes. So good. Me hace queso frito. I mean, how can you go wrong? You just can't. So, so yeah. I'm actually gonna follow suit, and also my la soda. I think we've probably given it to the to the Heifer Corporation. Yes, how'd you know? <laughs> we've probably we have given them so much free publicity. The earned media that the Heifer Corporation it's like has Trump. it's like Donald has Trump has gotten from us alone. If they were to chalk up dollar value, they they have they have no what clue. Was it, what was it in the 2016 in the campaign? Donald Trump got like I don't know like 40 billion dollars of in like free media, free media. In earned like, media. Yeah. yeah. So the same. I mean, maybe yeah. not that much, but similar. Um, no, it, we're gonna. I'm gonna give it to a total friend of the podcast, um, the Pim Pam Boon. Oh yes, company Pim Pam yes. Boon guys. Volume uh, two. Volume two is coming out this week. Um, if you're listening to this on Friday, um, they actually are doing a book launch on November. I'm trying to do the math of the day right now. It's a Saturday. Oh shit! Let me look at the calendar. Hold on, it's gonna be, at, but it's also gonna be at one of our other favorite places, La Tiendecita, La Tiendecita, Martha, Martha of Miami. Um, they are launching a second volume of the book, and it is on 9th, November 9th. Uh, I think it starts at like noon or one, and they're gonna be there with the book, and then she's gonna be doing. I think they're gonna be having bundles and all that. And um, quite honestly, you know, like you said, we love to promote local. But we also love to promote local people, swine croquetas, bim pam pum, who are doing something, you know, fun, but also putting themselves out there. Mm-hmm. Because these are projects that were really born out of who they are. Right. You know, this isn't like, oh, I'm just going to go ahead and, you know, create something, mass produce that mm-hmm. is generic. It's something that is so a part of our culture and it's promoting that whether it be the croquetas or the this book mm-hmm. and i think that you know if nothing else we all need to just continue to promote that mm-hmm. you know in this day and age of mass produced crap mm-hmm. and listen they're again they're launching their volume the volume, volume two. second volume of their book <laughs> just in time for the holidays at la tiendecita martha so if you want to have the perfect like a trifecta if you will uh yes, after yes, the meetup y- yes you go that, get to the uh, open the, the book um at la tiendecita so you Get the book and you get something at Martha's Skin to see. Yeah, you buy a Cuban then bread T-shirt. I will tell you to go down the street and have a Burger Beast burger, but they're not open yet. They're not going to be. Open. They're going to open the following, the following week. week. So instead, they instead go to Our Betters. Yes, have something at Our Betters, and then when you're done, cross the street to Mojo Donuts. Exactly to our friend Jimmy at Mojo Donuts. Also, I think you just said what we're going to be doing on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> just so, to, just to be very clear, so I think you know, that's what's happening. You have the perfect Miami Saturday yes. afternoon, you know, it, and you're supporting local. Yes. And um, and let's you know, face it, is the place to be. Yeah, and our betters needs our support now more than ever. Yes, we hate Nathan's. Now when those New York Grr. people are moving in. But Grr. that's a story for another day. Our betters, our betters, our betters all the way. So, <laughs> so wow, that was episode 88. Yes. Wow, what the Mercado, eh, yeah. Sábado Gigante, eh, eh, Gloria, Gloria, meeting Gloria, Gloria, Gloria Stefan's Mike and Ikes. Marrying teenagers when yes. you're eh. older. Statutory rape. Statutory rape. Uh, I mean, um, this episode. No laughing matter, by the I way. I feel like <laughs> this episode, if if we were to describe it, would be like the skit on SNL with Stefan. <laughs> well, if you're looking for a real good episode, <laughs> listen to episode 88. This episode has everything. Walter Mercado, Gloria Stefan eating a Mike and Ike. <laughs> Statutory rape on a horse. Oh my god! <laughs> okay. With that said, we hope everybody listened, laughed, and learned. 
And <laughs> grab your croqueta, your pastelito, and your jupina. And thank you for joining us. That was episode 88. 88. Have a great Friday and a great weekend, everybody. Bye, Bye-bye. mi gente. to look five years younger. In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.